I would be on a first name basis with like a lot, a lot of the delivery people. I also had, cause I worked nights in Los Angeles for a few years. So the only thing open would be fast food. And I remember I went to Jack in the box and I was going through and there was always this one woman who would work the drive through. And at the end of the thing, she said, see you tomorrow. And I was like, Oh no. Like I, I never, I never wanted to be like a regular at Jack in the box, but it's just, I, I, I would go crazy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 36 of feeling full podcast. I hope you're having an excellent day wherever you are. I'm Mordecai, an entrepreneur and coach who struggled with being overweight for nearly two decades. But since 2012, I've lost 130 pounds and have kept it off. Join me and my guest today to discover how it's possible and even simple to lose that weight with ease without going on crazy diets or without doing intense workouts. If you're ready to give up the quick fixes and fad diets and start to build a fulfilling relationship with your body and food, then this show is for you. Today, our guest is Lee Syatt. I'm really pumped to bring you this episode. Lee is such an authentic, kind-hearted, courageous man, and he shares his weight loss journey real-time for everyone to witness with such grace and levity. In the last nine months, he lost 115 pounds and says he's got 50 or so more pounds to lose. I know it's not always about the weight, but sometimes it just is. Lee was a co-host of a popular podcast called The Church of What's Happening Now, and in the present, he hosts two of his own podcasts, What Was I Thinking? and the second one, The Waistline Podcast. On The Waistline Podcast, he shares his weight and what he eats and the lessons he's learning along the way. He also helps people launch podcasts through Fiverr. So if you're thinking about launching a podcast, you may want to reach out. In our conversation, we discuss how accountability is playing such a big role in Lee's success this time around. This isn't his first time at the rodeo, but this time he believes it's different. Now he's tricking his mind to get himself to do the things that he knows are healthy for him to do that he doesn't really want to do. In our conversation, Lee opens up about his journey and his story, but he also shares how after hitting the mark of 115 pounds, he finds himself making more excuses. So I took the opportunity to share some things that I do to play offense when I find myself in the same position that he's in. And Lee accepted a challenge to run a 5K, something he's wanted to do for a long time and to do it within three months. He doesn't love exercising. This is a big, big deal. And I just want to say I'm a big fan and I'm excited for Lee and everyone that's going to be able to connect to him through this podcast. And before we get started, it would mean a whole lot to me if you just take a few seconds and subscribe to this podcast. Not only will this ensure you never miss an episode, but you'll also greatly help the growth of the show. All righty. Thanks for joining and let's jump right in. All right. We're rolling. Lee, welcome. Welcome to the Feeling Full Podcast. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be. Oh, my voice just cracked. That's a fun way to start a podcast. Thank you for having me. It's fun to be here. Yeah, it's, um, you know, a friend recently turned me on to your show. Um, and I was just really impressed when I saw just how authentic you are and how real you are keeping it as you go through your weight loss journey. It's the Waistline Podcast. Correct. Wait. Thank thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, it's... uh. I, I just I've been on I've been online for about 10 years and it's funny sometimes you'll do a show and someone will come on and they'll they'll be they'll talk a certain way before the show starts recording and then and then the show starts and they have a new accent or like a whole new persona and I just I'm I'm not a very good actor so I, I just try to be myself and it's I, I it's nice to hear that you resonated with it that's it that's nice to hear thank you yeah and you know one of one of the things that I'm really inspired by is you know, when I was losing weight, um, you know, 
when I was like, in the, like when, when I think about my journey in, in, in respect to yours, right? You're about eight, nine months into the losing about 115 pounds. Um, Correct. You know, when I was at that space, I was pretty embarrassed. Like I wouldn't want, I didn't want to share my story. I didn't want to, I didn't have the courage to talk about it because I was so much of the mindset of running away from my body, running away from this persona of this big guy that I had, you know, being over 330 pounds, being this big guy, I was running away and you're, you're running towards it. Not only have you on the journey, you're sharing it in public, on Instagram, online, you're also created a podcast that you're, you're sharing everything so openly. Um, I'm just curious. And so one, A, I'm, I just really have a lot of respect for you for doing that. I think it takes a tremendous courage in my book anyways, because I was scared shitless to do that. Um, but I'm curious what that's like for you. Um, it, it, it's fine. I, I had the same experience before this, um, before COVID, I was a co-host of a, a podcast for almost nine years. I know actually exactly eight years. And towards the end, I didn't put myself on camera anymore. And then when I started, I have a different podcast called What Was I Thinking, which is more comedy based or, or just my own, like a personal journal. And for the first 10 ish episodes, I didn't put myself on camera either because or even probably more than that, probably close to 20 episodes. Because I just hated, I didn't like pictures. I didn't, I hated all of it. I just got, I, I've, I've been fat my whole life. I, I would always lose some and then, and get sick of it. And I got, I, I got sick of, of, of being that fat. So I really, I mean, the, the waistline has been great for me. Um, but the thing that really uh, helped was I, I, started a, a patreon group and i'm not saying that to promote it i don't if you don't i don't want anyone to sign up for it but the thing that that helped me with it is i do all of my workouts i do about four to five workouts a week with a group of people on zoom and then i, I weigh in every week with them and then because of that it's kept me accountable if it was up to me i would never work out and i would never eat right and if i was eating right i would always find an excuse to cheat and the only thing that's kept me honest since uh, December of 2020 is the fact that I have the Patreon group and then I have the waistline that I, I announce my weight every week. I just feel like I'd be uh, letting everybody down if I came back and I was like, oh, I gained six pounds this week, which I mm -hmm. could very easily do. It's the only thing that's really that's what's really keeping me honest and keeping me on track. And I, I've been very lucky over the over the let's see, it's almost eight, nine months. So over the nine months, I've had one week where I, I didn't lose weight. It's It's been a lifesaver for me. I have so many questions for you, but I'm, I just am curious off the top here that week you didn't lose weight only one week out of the eight, nine months. What was the response to your group, your Patreon group and, and the response? Did anybody say anything on the podcast when you announced that? No, I was, it was overwhelmingly supportive and it, and it was because, um, it was like um, less than a month ago. We're, we're recording this in August of 2021 and it was sometime either early August or late July. And I know this is, I guess, one thing that I, I try to do with my podcast is I try to paint a realistic picture because I feel like a lot of people who lose a lot of weight, they turn into like health gurus and, and they're like they're eating kale all the time. I am very open about the fact that I still would love to go to McDonald's and, and go to 7-Eleven and get candy. I just don't. And it was my birthday in late July. And I, I had it was very it was actually kind of weird. I, I would love to talk to someone about like the actual 
chemistry of losing weight because I had a whole plan for my birthday about foods I wanted to eat. And I had some of it, but not all of it. And that week I lost weight, but I feel like there was like a delayed uh, weight gain because the week after my birthday where I feel like I was pretty good. I luckily I didn't gain weight, but I, I stayed the same and I was very nervous about it. There's people that it's not my Patreon is not expensive. It's five bucks a month, but I, I take that seriously. And I, I felt like people would be like, Oh, well, why am I giving you money to spend it on, on chips? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I did an entire episode of the wasteland about it. And I got, you know, you're online. If you put up anything, you're going to get some negative comments. I got literally zero negative comments. I think it, it's sort of like when you mess up as a kid and they just tell you to, to, to own up to it. I own, I didn't make excuses. I didn't say, Oh, well, maybe I, I'm retaining water this week. Right. I just, I, I went through and I, I try to be honest about, you know, I wasn't as good on my diet as I should have been. I skipped a day of walking that I shouldn't have skipped. Everyone was, was very supportive and I lost weight the following week and I've been back on track ever since. So it, it's just, uh, it's everyone. I haven't, had really any negativity about it which has been nice i think i think i think something that's so important which i think is something that you have which is this group the accountability and support you know it's huge yeah it's it's one thing that i think you know when i was going at it alone you know eight nine years ago and i was at you know where you are kind of where you're at on your journey i just i don't i didn't want to talk about it with many people i didn't want to share with many people and that was a real um hurdle for me to overcome and i started going to aa meet on a oa meetings or readers anonymous because i needed oh, what i needed what like you that? have i i I've, I've i've thought about for a long time about going but i've been kind of nervous about it do you do you still go i know i know i don't go i mean um, I, it's anonymous i'm sorry i'm sorry for blowing <laughs> up your spot <laughs> i shared it you know anything you share you got to talk about but um no a great question i don't still go but when i went years ago i felt an instant sense of relief because there was a group of people that sitting around sharing, you know, their deepest, darkest stuff around food. And I just didn't feel crazy because so many people struggle with it. And these were the people who had the courage to get together to break the pattern. So I felt like I had, I had this kind of like, um, this automatic bond with the, the, the folks who showed up at the meetings and I would get up at like six, seven o'clock in the morning to go to these meetings for a while. And over the years I would pop in to meetings when I felt like I needed that type of connection or needed that type of support. But it's really cool that you have your Patron, Patron group, um, you know, to, to connect with because yes, the OA will kind of give you some tools maybe that can really help you deal with, you know, some of the deeper stuff, the emotions, um, some of the inner dialogue that you think, some of the sneaky ways that we can find ourselves around food when we talk ourselves into things like OA will really highlight a lot of those things and give you some guidelines and principles that I feel like can be really beneficial. They were for me. So I think they could be for you as well. And just the fact that you have what you already have is like a huge step. And it's something that I always um, encourage people to do is to create that type of support. You need to have that type of support and accountability. Otherwise, I mean, it's no, it's more common, as I'm sure you know, to be overweight today and to gain weight than it is to be average or lose weight. Oh yeah, I mean, I, they say I don't, I don't know the numbers, but I know that like we've never been fatter as a society. And then even with uh, the last year and a half that we've had, or even more than that now. Uh, I gained a ton of weight at the beginning of the pandemic and 
even if because I know I know it's a, it's kind of hard. Not everyone can have a, a Patreon and or, or a group or a podcast. But even if if like when I say we do workouts together, I'm the only one walking. Usually sometimes there's a couple people who join me for the walks or the kettlebells. But for the most part, I'm just talking to people. And it's something you mentioned. And in, in I, I was listening to one of your episodes and you said in the intro, if you want to do it without like excruciating workouts, I I'm almost proving a, I'm trying to prove a point, but I'm, it's like also I'm kind of just being a little lazy. I've never liked working out. I've hated I've always hated it. And I'm trying to prove to myself that the, I don't have to change my entire life. I can adjust how I was eating and be a little bit more active, but not even active is a strong word. There were days when I was at my heaviest that I would do under a thousand steps. And now I just try to walk for 45 minutes to an hour, four times a week. That's really about the bare minimum. Like today at the office, I parked a little further away. I would never, I used to laugh at people who would park like at the end of a parking lot to get a little few steps. And I'm like, well, I, if I could park at it, like inside the store, I would park into, I, but I'm just, I'm trying to, the, the, the thing about the, the group that I have and that if your listeners or viewers, wanted to do this just call somebody on your on your walk because that's for the most part that i do one to two kettlebell workouts a week and it's a very minimal workout but the majority of what i do is walk and yeah the weight loss is slowed down it's obviously a lot more fun when you start weight losing weight and you lose five pounds the first day you're like i'm gonna lose 100 pounds in a month um but it's just walking and what I like to say is I stopped eating like a jerk. I still have, pre- I still have pretty much everything I want. The only thing I don't really get to have a ton of is dessert, but um, I my, my girlfriend calls them uh, cardboard, but I, I have, I have my, my big cheat is caramel rice cakes. I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with those. But uh, other than that, I'm really, my life is pretty much the same. So I want to I want to I want to take us back a bit to um, some of the beginning days of your story. Um, you said you mentioned early on in the podcast that you were um, you you've always been fat. You've always yes. been a, you've always been a fat guy. Oh, what yeah. was what's some of your earliest memories around being that guy? Um, being self conscious to take my shirt off. I remember this was in eighth grade, and I'm not going to say his name. Um, but it's a joke that I used to tell is there was a, for some reason, I remember with the, we were about to go on a school field trip and there were kids singing, your body is a wonderland. I don't remember why it was like this, it was like the whitest thing in the mm. world, but I walked up and joined and some kid goes, stop. Lee can't sing this because his body is not a wonderland. And it's just, it, I, wow. it's a, it's a joke now, but I obviously, whatever, however many years later, I, I remember it. I, I can't, I've just always felt big, but it, it's funny when you look back at pictures, you're like, oh, wow, I was compared to now that I was skinny then. Um, but it's just, I don't know, I, as a, uh, I was always short. I was never really good at sports and heavy or I, I remember, um, I don't know if you, if you were, I think I know you were heavy as a child, yeah, I my my mom would buy the husky pants. For oh me. yeah, oh yeah, Dockers, uh, Dockers, yep. the husky Dockers. 
mine I wasn't what was it it wasn't ll bean um it doesn't matter there's another company that i can't remember rugged bear or something. i can't remember exactly what it was but i just remember i remember husky jeans i remember you know i just the clothes never looked as good as me on me as they did on other kids and i just i my my still to this day if you give me an air-conditioned room with a comfortable place to sit a tv and snacks I'll never have to leave. I, I I'll be happy forever, and it's that's the way I was a, as a kid. What What do you think? What do you think you needed as a kid? To what? To to be healthier? Yeah, like what do you think you need? What 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 did you need in your life then? Um, I've always been more of an introvert and like a little bit shy, and and uh, making friends was never super easy for me. Um, my mom was. I, I used to get mad at her because she would cook breakfast every day and I, I wanted cereal. Um, I think my when my problem really started happening, to be honest, is like I was always a bigger kid, but I didn't start really gaining weight until I had my own car and my own money. And then I would. I like I, I remember I was in high school and I ordered Domino's and this kid from my high school was a delivery driver. And he said it as a joke, but it, like I think you realize that he like kind of hurt my feelings. He, he said, oh, I was about to go home before your fat butt called. And I, I just for whatever reason, that's my it's been my vice whenever when I could drive and and have a car and, and, and order food. I just I think I guess the answer to your question is I needed self-control. I just I was never much of a drinker or a partier. It had, if you told me I could never drink alcohol again, it really wouldn't affect my life at all. But there's just the I remember I was I don't know how old I was, probably under 10. And I was going to day camp and I, I, there was a counselor that I liked. And I, I asked him what he was gonna, going to do when he got out of camp. And he said, I'm going to probably have some chips and watch some TV. And I ran home and I had these little colored plastic bowls and I, I had chips and I watched TV. And and then even in uh, the got this like therapy, even in high school, <laughs> I remember I was friends with this guy. I was short. I was like, like, I'm only five foot. I say five, five foot four. I'm probably a best five foot three and a half. But um, there was I was friends with this kid who was over six feet. And I remember he ate two sandwiches. So I was like, I have to eat two sandwiches. And I just it just snowballed. and then. I went to college in Boston and I, because of that, I was still bigger. I was, I, I thought of myself as fat, but I really didn't start putting on weight, weight until I moved to Los Angeles. And then there was no driving. I mean, no walking, excuse me. And I, I, I think I survived on fast food for years. It was, I just had no self-control. Yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting piece. Thanks for sharing uh, all those stories. I can relate to so many of them, especially the the ordering, the the late deliveries at night, getting you know fast oh, food. Yeah. I been... had a, I had a place when I was going to school in Boston. Tell me to stop that I needed to order more food, or they would stop. I del- I ordered so much that they they were like, "Listen, you're a little too far away from us, and you're not ordering enough." And because I, 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 I would always find tricks. This place, I, I liked their chicken sandwich and they had a, a deal that if you bought like $12 worth of food, you got a free small like individual pizza. And I probably did it 
three, four times a week. And I remember finally getting a call saying like, listen, man, you, you, you got to order more or you can't deliver to you anymore. So I, I, I'd be on a first name basis with like a lot, a lot of the delivery people. I also had, cause I worked nights in Los Angeles for a few years. So the only thing open would be fast food. And I remember I went to Jack in the box and I was going through and there was always this one woman who would work the drive through. And at the end of the thing, she said, see you tomorrow. And oh, I was wow. like, oh no. Like, I, I never, I never wanted to be like a regular at Jack in the box, but it's just, I, I, I would go crazy. Yeah. I, I, I totally, I, I feel you on those first name basis things. I I've been there too. Um, you know, I'm curious about the, the, the discipline that you have now, because you've clearly developed discipline, I mean, to accomplish what you've accomplished and put yourself out there in the way you're putting yourself out there. What have you learned about self-discipline that you needed to know? Um, I think what I've learned is that like, I am who I am and the urges and the things that I want aren't going to change but I have to just be strong enough to make better decisions and know that I'm going to have that stuff later because I was always hoping in diets, like people would always say, Oh, your taste change. You'll, you'll start loving mm. vegetables. And I eat a lot more vegetables than I used to, but like the only reason I eat my salad every night is because I put croutons and fat free feta cheese in it. I, I don't love the salad. Um, but I think what I've learned is that, I'm going to have to deal with these cravings forever. And it's, I, it's not like I, I don't want it at all. Or I, I don't even really consider that, think that I have a lot of discipline. I think that I just, I realize that I can't eat certain things. Like I, when I first started losing weight, I, I would eat sandwiches pretty regularly. And then I was like, okay. Well, like, like, for example, I weigh in on Tuesday, I weigh in on Tuesdays every week and I like tuna sandwiches a lot. So when I first started losing weight, I'd make tuna melts and then it would just turn into a tuna sandwich. And then I realized, well, I'm really spending a lot of calories on this bread so I could eat it with chips. That was, I know, I know we're both Jewish for Passover. My favorite meal was because you, I hated matzah for, I hate, if you like matzah, you're, you're wrong. But I would take uh, kosher for Passover chips and and eat tuna with the chip, and I would Dude, do that. I love I did... matzo, man. I love matzo. Oh, you're so wrong. It's disgusting. It's you gotta a, put it's, the, you gotta it's put worse avocado than a saltine. On it. You gotta no. put the avocado on the matzo. No, it's it's the it's the worse than a saltine. It's oh, and you this, get, and... you're, you're getting in the box. You're getting the you're getting the box matzo. You gotta get the you gotta get the round the round shmur oh, matzo. Oh, okay, yeah, no. I'm, I'm reformed Jewish. You don't, I'm, I'm, it sounds like you probably wouldn't like my, my kind of Jew. Um, <laughs> but I, I've even now I've, I've uh, downgraded to, and it's to me, it, it tastes fine. I know people laugh at it, but, and I've, I've, I've downgraded from tuna melts. And now I've, every week, every Monday night, I have the same meal. And I actually look forward to it is I have uh, Parmesan rice cakes and I put the tuna on that. And it's, what I've basically I'm trying to illustrate with that is I just start making better choices and um, and just taking out things like that are, are just too many calories. 
Yeah, it sounds like you figured out quite a few things um, how to navigate. And I'm curious, you know, you know, this is not a, you know, this is not typical interview, but, you know, you're at a stage right now where you're at almost a maintenance. You mentioned before we pressed record that you want to lose like another 20, maybe 30 pounds, but you're, you lost 115. That's really, really significant. And, you know, arguably where you're at right now, the maintenance mode, kind of what you mentioned. It's get it's going to get a lot harder before it gets easier because what happens is like you know when you're losing five ten pounds five pounds a week and then it's ten pounds and next week it's another two three pounds you have this momentum this kind of air you know kind of pushing you forward right um, and what happens when that stops it's like oh shit like here I am and I'm not getting that constant reinforcement encouragement reward from other people. How do you navigate that? And a lot of times, especially recently, I've been getting hit up a lot. Um, people reaching out and be like, okay, I'm at maintenance. I haven't, I haven't lost any weight in three or four months. I'm plateauing. And my first response is always, you haven't gained any weight. Like yeah. this is like a huge achievement. Like the fact that you're the fact you hit a plateau is not a bad thing. You actually arrived. You've arrived at the destination that you've wanted to get to. And, 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 the, and the thing I want to kind of throw at you, the ball I want to throw at you, if you want to pick it up, is what are you most concerned about for maintenance? Do you have any concerns? Are you curious about anything? Are you worried at all? And maybe I can share some suggestions or ideas, things that have helped. Yeah, I, um, I am, I, I'm excited and worried about it because I, I, I think I'd like to lose another like 50 to 70 to mm. get like really skinny but um i'm excited about maintenance because i feel and, and it's a double-edged sword because i'm excited because i look at the calories i eat now and i'm like wow if i could eat like five to seven hundred more calories a day i'd be so happy i could eat really whatever i wanted and then i'm nervous about that just because i know myself and i've i have I've lost weight every week except for one, but I, I can see myself starting to get a little bit less strict and I need to, to get it into back into gear. But I'm nervous because what normally happens every other, I've never lost a hundred pounds before. I've always stopped at like 80, 70 or 80. And um, what normally happens is you, you're like, okay, I've, I've hit a plateau. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop losing weight, but I'm still going to be good. And then slowly but surely, you're like, oh, you know what? I like I, I was one of the last times I lost weight, I was doing this kettlebell class and I I had a metabolism for the first time in my life. And I was like, you know what? I need protein after this class. That's what everyone says about about lifting weights. So I stopped at Jack in the Box again mm-hmm. and we get breakfast sandwiches with hash browns at the end of my workout. I was like, you know. It's it's really the egg and the cheese and the meat. It's good protein, and and I'm having one hash brown. But then slowly but surely, you know, one sandwich turns into two, and then you, one candy bar a week turns into one a day, turns into two. Like I know every time in the last few times I've really gone out of control is I would have like a daily ritual of Seven Eleven getting one chocolate and one gummy. And and then it would even go to sometimes the two of each and just looking because when I'm when you're not losing weight, when you're not being or when I'm not uh, paying attention to calories, I would eat everything. And now that I am, I look at like sometimes I'll go to the store, I'll look at the calories on things and like my favorite my favorite candy 
or one of them, but one of the my top choices are Reese's sticks. If you if you haven't tried them, I recommend them. Um, but they come in packs of four. Cut that cut that part out. No, no, for all your skinny listeners, um, or if you're on a cheat day. But it, but see, here's the thing: it's to me now, it's not worth it because right, and it comes in a pack of four, and each stick at most is three bites, but usually it's two, and each stick is 200 calories, so a pack of four is 800 calories, and I would eat one or two of them and then a pack of gummy i would eat like more than i'm having in a whole day in 20 minutes and i i just i've that's been my my downside is that i always slide back into into being like that so i just what i'm nervous about for maintenance is sticking to whatever calorie amount i i decide on for maintenance and just being consistent with that that's a really that's a really great approach. Just to kind of you know one of the, one of the easiest um, ways to for anybody to lose weight is to start tracking everything you eat. Like yeah. not even trying to limit what you're eating, but just tracking it, just keeping a record, whether it's in a notebook or my fitness pal or one of these tools yep. or apps, just bringing awareness to what you eat. And even if you do eat the chocolate or the what was it the twink not um. Greasy sticks, greasy sticks, whatever it is. As long as you keep track and it's eight hundred calories, at least you, at least there's. I, I like to say an adult in the room. At least it's just not your brain against your brain. Because what happens is those drive-throughs where you were talking about, um, where you're getting the hash browns because you're talking yourself into eating protein. The mind can be really tricky, and it oh, always yeah. start, and it always starts with something really easy and positive, like you just said. I need to eat protein because I'm working out harder. And then all of a sudden you're eating the bread. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's a slippery slope and it's really dangerous. And the way to catch yourself is by a doing what you do, which is the accountability that you have because people are going to hold you accountable and keeping track. But what I want to share, which I think can be really powerful for you is this idea of offense and defense. So for the last nine months, you've been playing a lot of offense. You launched a podcast, you have this group, you're doing these calls, you're doing these workouts, you're doing this kettlebell, you have all these things that they're very offensive. They're not defensive. You're not sitting in an air conditioner room eating cookies, right? You're, you're playing some sort of offense. You're looking for guests for your show. We're, you know, we're having this conversation. These are all offensive things you're doing, right? You're working out with your brother. I saw as well. He's a nutritionist and a coach, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Fitness expert. Yeah. So you're doing all these, you're doing all these great things. This is all offense. Now okay. what happens is you, you, you entered into a new arena. I know you want to lose another 50, but you entered into a new arena, which is, oh, wow, I've lost 115. That's more than I've ever lost before. And the inner dialogue is like, great job, Lee. You're doing great. You, right. you, you get five stars. You, can, you, you deserve the cookie, whatever it is, right? The drive-through, mm-hmm. whatever. You're working hard. And, and, and the trick is, you've come up with a lot of tricks already, but this is another trick to add to your bag of tricks. Create some more offensive moves in your life. What do you mean by that? Consciously choose, make a list. Maybe just tomorrow morning, the first thing you do, fresh, when you get out of bed. I don't know if you drink coffee, but with your first cup of coffee, you don't. You do. I, I don't drink. I, oh. I don't drink coffee, but I, I trust me, I drink way too much Diet Coke. So my, <laughs> my first Diet Coke, I'll crack a Diet Coke. Take a paper and pen with your fresh can of Diet Coke, mm-hmm. and you just write out all the things that you can do to play offense. Maybe it's sign up to a, 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 a tough mutter. Maybe it's um, join a Spartan race. Maybe it's um, 
invite, you know, a bunch of family and friends over to a healthy cooked meal. Um, maybe it's, you know, invite all your patron members to a gathering that motivates you to get, continue to get in good shape because you're going to meet these people in person. Maybe it's sign up to go speak at a, a speaking engagement in, in three months. So you have to be in really great shape. And what, what happens is once you do that, you know, once you throw your hat over the wall, whatever those things are, and the, the list is just an idea, a way to brainstorm, right? And then you pick one of them or two of them, right? Even, right. even one is a great, all you need is one, one really good one that you're like, oh, wow, this excites me. doesn't sound like crazy. Don't go do a triathlon, right? Because you you're probably not going to want to do that. But no. you pick something that's like easy enough, exciting enough. And then you just, and it's not too far out into the future. It's not six months away. It's maybe two months away. So this, what this will do is, this will get you, I know we're still focused on the number, which is great because when I was in your shoes, I was very focused on the number also. Yeah. This will get you from 115 to 130 because you're playing offense. I, and I, it's funny that you bring this up. I, I've been procrastinating on it. I opened my, my big mouth probably around 70-ish pounds lost. And I said, well, when I hit 100 pounds down, I'm going to start training for a 5K because I've ne I've never, I haven't run since high school and I, I barely did it then. Um, but a 5K is what, like three and a half miles, yeah. something like that. And it's. When I do my walks, my hour walk is usually somewhere between two and a half to three miles of walking. So it's going to it's I don't know if I'll be able to do it in like two or three months. Like you said, it might be closer to six, but I've been procrastinating actually starting that training because I, I, I can't stand the idea of running. But I, I, I know. I've been, so people told me there's an app called like couch to five. Couch to 5K. Like, I used to do that. That's, it's a really, it's a really great app, but okay. I, I, I would go the extra, I would challenge you and say, you can do it in under six months. How many steps do you walk a day now? How, how, how or yeah, how many miles or steps do you walk a day? You said um, you walk a lot. If I, if I, I walk between two to four times a week. Um, if I, if it's a walking day, I probably will walk between eight and 10,000 steps. Uh, I don't normally hit 10, some probably closer to eight. If it's not, if it's a kettlebell day and I'm not, um, I usually will be around maybe like 5,000 steps. So you're already, you're already, you're already basically walking half of this 5k. Right. Yeah. Oh no. I, so, I, the distance isn't what gets me. It's just like the actual moving a little bit faster is the, the scary part. I could walk a 5k Okay, so then all we're talking about is just picking up the pace, the power walk yeah. to a slow jog. No, you don't got to run it like a triathlon or an athlete. You just got to kind of make it around the three, three and a half miles or whatever it is. Right. And oh, yeah. I, think, I think when you say to yourself, I can't do that in maybe not six months, maybe, six, maybe not one month, but maybe three months, you're pretty much already doing it, all you're talking about. And this, see, this, this, see, this is what I call throwing your hat over the wall because this is a little edgy for you, I can see. Yeah, so I, you, I hate it already. You, Right. You want to be in that air conditioning room, but I'm telling you, once you com you already committed to it, to your people on your yeah. online, once you say, I'm going to do it, it's like everything else. It becomes so you've, you've been a powerful creator in many other areas of your life already. Losing 100, 115 pounds is no small feat. I mean, that's 115 pounds. That's a lot of weight. Thank you. Losing, going on a th in three months saying, you know, what would we now We're in September, October, November before start, before winter, I'm going to run a, 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 a 5k and i'm going to record it and i'm going to turn it into a thing and i'm going to share it online and it's become it's, it's going to become like that's that's like playing real offense here's the problem with, with making it six months and so why i'm pushing you not that anything's wrong with six months nothing's wrong with six months the problem with six months is that trickster in your mind which we all have 
I yep. named mine. My 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 name is my name is Teddy. My trickster. When I hear him, I call him Teddy. I'm like Teddy. I see ya. Oh, that's funny. So you gotta come. Yeah, up with a name. I'm gonna come have to the- come up with a name of my mine. I have to come up like with a a name of like a jerk. Yeah, that's funny. Teddy. One of those kids that made a joke for the pizza or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> no, no. I have to. I was I was gonna just. I literally was just thinking that, but. If I say the name, then people will know. So don't uh, say the name. I, I, I don't want to put them on blast on here, but that, that pick it, pick that's it, a good you, idea. You, you, maybe maybe pick a name with no charge. It may be better for your internal di- for internal dialogue to not be bringing up a traumatic story every time you hear that. Oh, voice. it's fine. I, I my 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 I'm used to it by now. But no, I think that's a good idea, and I think you're right. I mean, it's been God. It's probably been over a month, like probably a month and a half since I lost the since I hit a hundred pounds down. So the fact that I haven't started is just me procrastinating. And, and, and that's, I mean, what I've, I was the king of that. I was the king of, oh, I'll start a diet tomorrow. And then my lunch is bad. So then I have to wait a whole nother week to start. So I, I need to just start doing it. I, like I said, I, I've never once had a workout that I've enjoyed. Um, so I, I don't expect, I, I, I fully expect to retire as a runner after this 5k but i think it would be good for me uh mentally to be able to just say i ran a 5k so could i challenge you you can do whatever yeah absolutely how about three months three months Uh, you run the you run the 5k you just commit to it right now i feel feel like i feel like i'm being proposed to marriage or something um (laughs) yeah oh god Okay. Yeah. Why not? Yes. I really, I really don't want to, but I, do you think it's possible to go from zero running to three and a half miles? You're, you're already months? doing a mile and a half. You're already doing a mile. So now we just got to pick up the pace a bit. You're just you're really just doubling the mile and a half because you don't have to go on a crazy run. It's just a light jog. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. No, I have to find, I'll have to see if I can yes. find like a, a, a high school around me in, in a track or something. Cause hell yeah. You right, no where idea I am right I now am. is very hilly. And I, I don't I, I want it to be as if I could find a downhill. If anyone yeah. knows in Massachusetts of something that's downhill for three and a half miles, please let me know. But I. Uh, yeah, why not? I, I need to do it. God Good. Dang it. I feel you, man. I feel you because I've been there, man. And I know exactly where you're at. And this is the trickiest place to be because it's like you're good. But you're not where you want to be. And this is where that little, this is where that voice in your mind comes in. This is where Teddy would come to my mind and be like, oh, it's okay. You've done so well. Everyone, like, you look so good. You look better than ever you ever have. And then it's, it's one cookie, two cookie, one, you know, one extra sand. It's a, and then it's just like, if you have this goal for three months, you're not going to want to be eating crap when you're running every day and training for this thing. And now oh, you're going to, yeah. now you're going to, now you're going to look up a trainer. You know, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to stay in touch, make sure you're actually staying on your, staying on the goal. And I'm, now I just became your yeah. accountability partner, man. I'll have to figure out something. I'll have to do. I remember when you, uh, when you did like a walkathon in school and someone donated ten cents every every mile you walked or lap you did. I'm gonna have to start a a GoFundMe with if every every uh, quarter mile you, you give me like two cookies or something. There I, you uh, go. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to come out. Oh, see now now that that's gonna actually make me excited. I was like, oh, you get to carbo load. Then I haven't had. I don't really have that much pasta, so maybe I'll get to have pasta the night before. I know the carbo loading is usually for marathons, but uh, the 5K is going to be my marathon. God, I'm going to have to. I was. I have to look and see. I don't know. I've never once in my life Googled 5Ks in your area, so I'll have to see if there's one I can sign up for. 
even just go to a track. I think isn't like a high school track, like a quarter mile. Something so like you have that. to do like what is that? Like fourteen laps. Oh, that's gonna be terrible. But no, okay. man, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be good. But you uh, recommend couch to five k? That's a good I mean, one. I, I did that for a long time, and it was very motivating because what that will do is it will teach you how to. It will give you like it will say run for a minute, walk for thirty seconds, run for two minutes, run for walk for sixty seconds, and it'll just give you and it will build you up over time. And then you can also tap into running groups or people that other people you know. Another great way to do it is find people in your neighborhood who want to also do the similar things and you start creating more connection, more community, more support. And all of this is going to help you with the offensive move. Yeah. I'm and I think to it's do something. Yeah. And I think the whole trick is to keep it easy. Keep it really easy for you. Don't do any, like, yes, you have this goal in three months to do it, but also all the steps, like you just said, make, go, go run somewhere where it's flat or downhill. Right. I would recommend flat over downhill, but like run somewhere where it's easy, you know, position it where it's easy. Maybe you walk every day and then you turn it into a run in the beginning, you know, so it's like you ease into it. Don't go hard right away because that won't really last. That's why, you know, well, you know, we can talk offline about different ways of of doing this, but I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm going to, I'm going to help you support you through the, through the, through the, through the process. Well, thank you. And if, if I, uh, if I sprain an ankle, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come out. It's gonna be your fault. You're gonna have to come and 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 feed me and, and, oh, and bathe oh, me if if I if I if I hurt myself. <laughs> so it's on you. No 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 insurance here. So you know it's all <laughs> <laughs> uh, emotional support. No lawsuits. Thank, uh, okay, thank you, and definitely no lawsuits. <laughs> um, I want to I want to kind of change gears for a second because I also know that there's a really interesting track um in your life which is you're a pretty funny guy um you're you you did stand-up comedy um you're you're also a comedian i'm curious how that part of your life plays into your your persona of your weight um i've always loved stand-up comedy i to call i i appreciate it i I'm a, an amateur stand-up comedian. I've only been doing it. It's weird because of, of Corona. I, I was supposed to be in my fourth year, but I'm really only in my third. Um, I, I've always loved stand-up, and I feel like a lot of maybe, I don't know if you can relate to this, but as a chubby kid, you try to take, uh, take the, the attention off of you for being fat, and you try to be funnier in other ways. And so I always... I never, I never thought I would be a, like an actual stand-up comedian, like do stand-up. And I, I worked with comedians for almost ten years, and towards the end of it, I started it myself. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I to me, like the story I told you about the your body's a wonderland is it's a story I told on stage, and it's, um, I guess I used it to, to uh, make it. I don't know, like make it a little bit less like a, of a sad thing and, and try to make it funny. Like I was doing stand up as like very, very heavy. And it, it's kind of funny, actually, now that uh, I've done it more recently, now that, that I'm vaccinated and I can go out is uh, a lot of the jokes that I had before about me being really heavy aren't working as much because I'm not as heavy anymore. And um, it's that's actually been because there's a lot of comics who talk about this who either are heavy or do drugs they think that if they stop doing or being those things they won't be funny anymore 
And it is, it has, that's been, I guess if there is a negative of me losing weight and it's not, that's not a negative, but I, um, I, I, I have to write new jokes because the jokes all about me being really fat just aren't really working. And it's, um, but it, it, it's funny that uh, we're talking about it because a lot of comics, they look down on like, like it'd, it'd be like me telling a lot of Jewish jokes or like or fat jokes. They, like they think it's kind of hacky to just do one sort of thing. And the one thing I, I, I fight back on that is I didn't really view it too much of like, I didn't think of it as being self-deprecating, but I I've been heavy my entire life and it's all I would think about it a lot. I would, it would be in my face a lot. And that's a lot of my life experience is being big. So when I was looking for things to joke about, it's really, uh, it was a lot of, a lot of my, uh, identity, I guess, of being big. And now that I still, I mean, I still think, a lot of your listeners, if they were my size, they would it would be like the, the biggest they've ever been. Um, but I now that I'm I'm getting more towards normal, and if I if I if I could get down, if I could lose 50 pounds, I would be very happy. I'd be 170. And I I've, that's still a little bit heavy for, for my height, but that's fairly normal. Um I'm it's scary but also exciting that I get to sort of create a new identity for myself and like try to figure out what I am besides just being like the fat guy. All right. You, you mentioned a few times that if you lose 50 pounds, you're going to be happy. Yeah. I'm, cur- I'm curious. I, I got to ask, do you not feel happy right now? Um, when I, I, what I, what I mean by that is like happy with the weight loss, but um, it's some, this is something that I've struggled with for a, a long time. Uh, my mental health is i don't i don't i'm not like overly depressed or or i don't have huge mental health problems but i struggle with mental health and this is um something that's that's uh hindered me in in losing weight before is i i do think oh my life would be perfect if i lost the weight and i I know that's not the case i know i need to stop thinking about things that way but it's i will say that i am much happier now than i was when i was 336 pounds uh for a variety i feel better i i feel uh, more energetic and then i know that there's there's people who date at every weight but i i was so uh negative and and not in a good place when i was at my heaviest that dating was not even i just stopped even going on dating apps and then in the past, uh, like two months, I've been dating someone that's pretty great. So uh, I would say that I don't know if anyone's like 100% happy. I know that I'm much happier than I was, but there's other things I can attribute to that, I think. But I, th- I, I, do, I do believe that losing weight makes me more confident and makes me uh, like myself more. And I know that I can't uh, base my happiness on a number or my what i look like but it does help yeah you know it, it definitely i was only asking that question because i wanted to draw attention to it because i think there's this often this narrative um that until we hit a certain goal of our weight 
we can't be happy. And I think what I've seen in my own life, when I used to say that a lot, um, and other people who I've coached and who uh, friends and people come to me for advice about this, is that it's very common for people to push off things in their life until they hit that benchmark. Oh yeah, and that and that's like a that's like something that's you know unfortunate because nothing really changes when you get hit that number. Like nothing actually, but the number actually changes. And and I think for for maintenance to we'll go back to that conversation for the long term of things right you you really ought to have this idea of feeling um connecting to your feelings right now and how you feel in this moment like right now you're you know a guy who just lost 115 pounds like feeling really good about that part of your life and because the more you can connect to that the easier the maintenance gets Right. I, I absolutely. And I, I um, for me, I don't know if you I worked a, a, a bunch of minimum wage jobs in high school and college, and I would I would always enjoy the day more when it was busy because the day would go much quicker. Right. And for me personally. I I need to keep myself. I'm not I, I love relaxing. I, 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 I'm not someone who uh, goes 100 percent all the time, but. I have found that when I either like, that's why I got the office that I'm in right now, that when I, when I have to go somewhere and do something and I, I have someone that I'm seeing or like just going out and doing comedy, the more that I'm out of the house, the better it is for me. Because like I said, my, my, I, my uh, go-to what I revert to is air conditioning, snacks and TV. And that it's fun for a little bit but when it's all that i'm doing and i don't i'm not seeing anybody and i'm not being romantic with anybody i i tend to get negative so i um the the that's really what i've learned and i'm i'm not uh like i've never i'm never gonna go on a hike but even just having an office to go to or you know, going and like, even like in the pandemic, I, I did Postmates a few times. I, I moved from LA and I, I am trying to work on, on just content. So, uh, m- money's not like, I'm not going, I'm not going to be homeless anytime soon, but I, and who doesn't want more money? But I just, sometimes I'd be sitting at home and watching TV and I'd be like, well, why don't I just go do that for a little bit? And even if I only made 20 bucks, it, it at least got me out of the habit of like, there, like I said, there would be days when I was at my heaviest where I would literally be under a thousand steps. And you really, you really have to work at being under a thousand steps. That's, that's like, you're not leaving the bed or the couch for, for very much of the day at all. And um, that is when I get negative. So I try to, do a do a, even if it's fun like i like this is what i do most days is i record podcasts or i consult people on their podcasts that's really what i do and it's it makes it a lot easier that it just frankly just takes up a big chunk of the day and then sure. you go home and yeah maybe you watch a couple episodes of tv but you're not sitting there binge watching the office for the 12th time it's uh that that's when i start to get negative Thanks for sharing, man. 
thanks for being so open and sharing. Um, I, I, there's so many parallels. I feel often similar ways when I'm, you know, cooped up, not seeing people, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Want, and that's why I'm in a co-working space now too, for the same reasons. You come out, you see people, you work, you're working, you know, you're around others and that's so important. And I, you I gotta think put you, pants on. That's <laughs> what a pain I mean, in the it, ass. Oh, it was, I don't know if you, cause you said you were like over 330 pounds. Around, yeah. like I, my high, my heaviest was 336. Um, oh, and yeah. How, but how tall are you? You're probably a little taller than I am. I'm 5'10". Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, God, how is that fun? <laughs> it sounds it sounds great it sounds, I, I have a lot i have a lot of friends who are like six two six three and i'm like i'm oh, like okay. I, yeah so for me i don't know i i would love five seven but i don't know if you ever got like this especially during the pandemic when we literally i i, I would go to work twice a week um but i bought and i still have them i bought these elastic shorts because i didn't there was nowhere for me to put jeans on and i would wear these they were 3x shorts and when I, I was leaving LA, I had to go work in Milwaukee for two months. And I, I, I stopped at Walmart in wherever the headquarters of Walmart is. It's either Arkansas or Nebraska. I always forget. Um, but I stopped and I tried on the biggest pair of jeans I could at a Walmart. And they were 50 and they were tight. And like a, two weeks later, they didn't fit. But I, um, I re- would remember, speaking of pants, when I was at my heaviest and I would have to do the thing that girls do, but they do it because they, they, they like the way their butt looks is like they, they have tight jeans and they, they buckle it around and they do the jump up to like get it over their, their, their waist. I would have to do that just because I, I was stubborn and didn't want to go to DXL again. Um, and I would look at people wearing jeans and be like, how do you wear jeans comfortably? Like how, like it just blew my mind that like people would be wearing pants like that because it would, it would literally hurt me when I would wear pants that would cut into my stomach and it it was, it was just uncomfortable. And it's, it's, a, that was one of the the happier moments um, of, of me losing weight is, is putting on jeans that used to be nowhere close to fitting. And, and now like I've gone through a few different sizes of jeans and I'm about to go to a lower one and just being able to put on a pair of jeans like I'm wearing right now, and sit with a belt on comfortably mm. is such a huge win for me. Hell yeah, man! I feel that big smile on your face. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, it's great. I'm, yeah, I'm 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 right I'm right there I'm right there with you. I, hey, I just wanted to um, say a couple things. One, um, like the way you talk about this whole pants and the way are so many. That's that's one of the reasons I really wanted to have this conversation with you because the stuff is so fresh in your memory that you know it's it's easy for me at this point to forget some of those struggles, but like, man, putting on a pair of pants that fit or putting on a pair of jeans that was too tight. And then you see it, you see it, you see, you can see and feel the progress. It's nothing more fulfilling than that, than that feeling. And you talk about it. So like, it's so fresh in your memory. So I, I love that. Right. And I really, um, I, 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 we're getting to wrapping this interview up, but I just want to say like, um, first of all, um, I'm excited to share with and all the listeners um, how you do in three months um, for your for your challenge. That feels really um, maybe no, not. I way. really got to do it. I really, <laughs> I can't I can't let them down. You can't let them down. And, you know I want yeah. So we'll we'll have to do some sort of recording or something to 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 let people know how what 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 the experience was like for you. Absolutely. And, 
And I'm curious, how can people, like, how, how do, if someone wants to find you, um, what's the, what would be the best way um, um, to do that and get in touch? Um, the best way would be my social media, which is just Lee Syatt, L-E-E-S-Y-A-T-T. Um, and then the podcast is called The Waistline Podcast. Now, I'm ripping off for anyone out there who's uh, in their late 20s or 30s or above. You might remember the, the Loveline radio show with Dr. Drew, and I'm, I'm just ripping them off completely. And it's called The Waistline. And I interview, I, I have these talks every week with people who are usually currently losing weight, but it's also people who have lost weight. And um, if you wanted to get in touch, it's the same, it's the same way that Mordechai uh, reached out to me is uh, just email me wastelinepodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Man, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything that you shared. It's really, um, it's really inspiring to have this conversation with you. And um, yeah, man, I wish you all the best and, and look forward to staying in touch. Well, th- uh, I really appreciate you having me on and, and reaching out and congratulations on, I mean, the fact that you've been able to keep off 130 pounds for so long is, is amazing yourself. And then uh, the, the community and the podcast that you've grown is great. Like I, I, uh, I don't say yes to every podcast um, request that I get. It's sometimes people will be brand new and it's just, there's only so much time in the day. But when I, when I went and checked out feeling full, I uh, was very impressed and uh, I'm, it was an honor to be on. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And I thank you for saying yes. And I want to wrap with one question that I got to ask everybody, which okay. is what is one area of your life that you are feeling exceptionally full in right now? Exceptionally full in right now. I'll, I'll say the word content because like happy, I don't know. You think of like, oh, I'm like, this is like the best day ever. And about a year ago, I moved back from Los Angeles. I, I, I was living on my own for 10 years. I, I was fairly successful. Um, and then that, that ended and I, I, I'm living with my parents right now. And on paper being now I'm 33 recently on paper, being 33, living with your, with your mother is not where I saw my life going. However, uh, what's been nice about this past year is like, I didn't get to see her that much for 10 years. I would see her twice a year for a week at a time tops. And I, uh, same thing with my dad. I, I spent two months with my dad in Florida during the winter. Cause I don't like the cold. Um, but, just building my own thing professionally, spending time with my mom. And then uh, the girl that I've been dating for just around two months is going great. And I just feel, I don't feel too up or too down. I feel very content. So I would say content is where where it's very full right now. Awesome, man. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Well, man, have a, have a great rest of your day. Thanks. um, Thanks again for showing up and sharing. Thank you for having me. Hey, one more thing before we say goodbye. My goal is to make Feeling Full the best possible podcast you listen to, and I love your feedback. If you have comments, ideas for future shows, guests or topics, or just feedback in general, you can email me at m@feelingfull.com. You can also find out more about the show and all the past episodes at feelingfull.com. And if you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend or leave a review. Until the next episode, take care, be well, and feel full.